It's beach season in our Carolina outdoors, and Jesse Browns has the gear for outfitting for the sand and sun. Check out the Beach Starter Kit at jessebrowns.com, featuring Mike Spikes. See highlights of the Carolina outdoors for that interview. A GCI beach rocker chair and sand-defying, water-absorbing nomadics towels, all from Jesse Browns. Enjoy your time at the coast safely and comfortably with Jesse Browns and jessebrowns.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Carolina Outdoors. I'm Bill Barty, your host alongside the other host, Wes Lawson. What great intro music today, Bill, but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about fish. Let's talk about fish. We'll get to moons a little bit later on in the program. Wes, of course, at Jesse Brown's, we have a lot of sporting people who Mm. are coming through the doors. One of the pursuits that we help purvey and help promote, not only at Jesse Brown's and jessebrowns.com, but also here on the Carolina Outdoors, is fishing. But I found, here comes my Shakespeare quote, what's in a name that which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet from Romeo and Juliet. That in relation to our friends over in Illinois and other partner organizations that have kicked off a marketing testing campaign to rechristen the Asian carp as Kopi. Yeah. C-O-P-I. Hoping that the new label will make Kopi or Asian carp, more attractive to U.S. consumers. Essentially, turning carp into a popular household and restaurant menu item is one of the ways that Illinois officials hope to rein in the decades-old invasion of this non-native fish. Do you know why they're calling it the kopi? I do not. Because it's short. This is true for copious. Now, Ah. if I were going to lead this marketing effort to get people to eat this fish, I might just call it delicious. Just delicious fish Ah. or fried fish. Give it a different name. It's a great idea because I think when people see the term or the name Asian carp, they know in most cases it's an invasive species. This, of course, is one of the fish that when people post videos of boats blasting down some of those rivers— the sound of the propellers causes those fish to jump. And so there are countless videos on the Internet of people in boats getting (laughs) fish slapped in the face by these creatures. They are extremely prolific and extremely invasive so and of course they good come, on them they of course originate from asia but they are i think i messed this up they are threatening to native fish mussels and the aquatic plants there that are in those midwestern rivers mm-hmm. including the mississippi river yeah. and the great lakes um bordering illinois of course so therefore to make those fish more attractive to um, to catch and to purvey and to eat, they have renamed it. So um, John Flesher from the Associated Press had a, a, a great article about it. And in it, Kevin Irons, who's the assistant fisheries chief with the Illinois Department of Natural Resources, was quoted as saying that the carp name is so harsh that people won't even try it. It's healthy, it's clean, and it tastes pretty darn good unquote, but because of that name, they will not even try it. So, Well, 
You know, Bill, it's it's just like the uh, Patagonian toothfish. People did not want to eat that <laughs> yeah. fish, and now that pound for pound is one of the most expensive fish in the world, one of the most divisive commercially harvested fish out there. But you know it, of course, as Chilean sea bass, because that apparently sounds better than Patagonian toothfish. Wow. So... So this is an educational moment here on the Carolina Outdoors. The Patagonian toothfish mm. is also known in marketing um, fish lines as the Chilean sea bass. And, uh, you know, that's that stuff can go for 30 to $40 a pound, I think. Um, we did a story about this a couple of years ago about a um, sort of a ghost ship that had uh, harvested. I mean, it was a keel load of toothfish that then was trying to sell it throughout different markets globally and was getting turned away because it this is such a protected species but especially around uh the Falkland Islands and Tierra del Fuego on over to is it St. George's Island or Prince George Island I can't remember I'm gonna get it's George somebody George right tell me Bill that yep I'm, I'm speed reading to it's find where the answer Ernest Shackleton is buried after after a long career of seafaring exploration anyway so that that fishery is extremely well managed um but the reason we're talking about this isn't just because of the name change there's been a change in harvesting fish there that's allowing uh everybody's favorite friend right now the russians (laughs) to essentially not have any kind of harvest quota they can catch as many fish as they want to out of this highly uh studied and restrictive huge fishery to take as basically as many of the Chilean sea bass or toothfish as they want. Man, I cannot find the name of that island. All I've got is uh, is what you just said. Uh, the United Kingdom quietly issued licenses this spring to fish for the sea bass off the coast of South Georgia, which is a remote, yep. uninhabited, UK-controlled island, um, which is about 1,400 kilometers because uh, that's what it says here. I don't know how that conveys into miles <laughs> east of the Falkland Islands. Yeah, and so that, and that used to be at one point was a whaling station a long time ago when that was, was a big deal for the for the empire. But to the earlier point, the renaming made that fish a delicacy as we were trying to, to introduce uh, new menu items at some of the finest restaurants in the world, trying to, to protect other fisheries, this is what happened. So now Illinois in the Midwest is kind of doing the same thing to try and save that. Of course, around the Potomac River, they're trying that with um, snakehead, which I'm told is very good. Snakehead as a name is a terrible, like who's going to eat a snakehead fish? Maybe we could rename it right here on the Carolina Outdoors. Delicious fish. There it is. Done. Solved. I, I'm there. Delicious we, fish. We fixed it. <laughs> the snakehead has been renamed by the Carolina Outdoors, West Lawson, Delicious fish. Done. Of course, Easy enough. Fried is the same as delicious in my book. That is my favorite fish is fried. Fried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. We're talking about what is in a name when we're talking about fish. We just learned about the Patagonian toothfish, a.k.a. the Chilean sea bass, as well as the kopi, also known as the Asian carp. And speaking of money and how we harness money and and eating fish, um, catching fish Mm. is a big business, including the Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament 
And I see that you have a bit of those reports over there, speaking of big money for big fish. They just wrapped up the 2022 tournament just recently. So this tournament, Bill, started, of course, in 1957, and the winning blue marlin for that tournament caught on board the Mary Z was 143.5 pounds. Mm. The winning fish this year caught on board a 72-foot Viking called Mercenaria, 572.6 pounds. Those people took home the largest purse ever just for that fish 2.7 million dollars they have won several other days uh the purse was over three million dollars the largest blue marlin caught at that tournament was in 2019 captain ryan knapp and angler todd dickerson caught a 914 pound blue marlin that is a monster huge fish Big Rock, of course, though, is not necessarily a place you can drive to. It's about 35 miles east of Moorhead City. It's a it's a terrain change within the, the ocean that is an incredible storied fishing ground. Wow. $2.7 million, Bill. And they say the fishing business does not pay. In unrelated but related news, the world's largest recorded freshwater fish uh, over in the Mekong River in Cambodia, a giant stingray mm. was caught, um, according to the people in Cambodia. The previous record for a freshwater fish we're talking about was 646-pound Mekong giant catfish back Terrifying. in 2005. This one was 660 pounds, this giant stingray. That's terrifying. And that's slow-moving, dark-water Gross. Get me out of that. <laughs> yeah. When I when I was young and but a child, Bill, I caught a Goliath grouper down in the Keys, and it was humongous, but it was not that big. And I thought it was a gross fish, but both of those are kind of terrifying. You can call me names all you want. That's a terrifyingly big fish in a river. Belonging to a man, OB, some other name, what's in a name that we would call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. He's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors.